I'm here. I'm queer. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into the queerness. Hello, and welcome to Incomplete Geeks, a gay geek podcast. I'm your co-host, John. At least I died an Avenger of butts. And over there is your co-host, Nick. I've heard so much about you and your pants. Welcome. This is episode 31, wherein we talk about the recent film that came out, Ant-Man and the Quantumania of Wasp Madness, or whatever it's called. I don't even remember anymore. Um, welcome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get any of that, but cool. What do you mean you didn't get any of that? You didn't hear it, or you didn't just know so much about your pants. Yeah, remember when Bill Murray? Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> Bill Murray says, "I've heard so much about you. You must be Hank. I've heard so much about you and your aunts." No. Oh. Do, what movie I mean, are you expecting to talk about? Well, <laughs> I've forgotten Bill Murray was in it. If I'm honest. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So that's, I know, okay, just a bit of, before we jump into it, a bit of context for our dear listeners. Um, we haven't talked about it, you and me. We haven't really so, spoken about it. We It was about, it came out last week, was it last week only? So we both saw Friday. it. Yeah, we both saw it like within the opening weekend or whatever. I, the only thing I told you was that I, I don't even remember now. Did I say that I liked it? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. I said I liked it. Let's just say that I said I liked it. And you said it was a film. And that was all that we said to each other. It was. And so now this particular episode that we're going to do today is just pretty going to talk about not quite first reactions because we're a bit late for that, but but the first time that we're discussing the film together because I have a sense that we might have different opinions on some things or we might be, um, we might agree. Whichever it I is. I hope I remember any of it. I'm not sure I'm going to remember any of it. But did you? You definitely watched like, it. I though. Like, I forgot there was ants in it. Like, you, for, you did not forget there was ants in it, unless you were, like, on drugs or something when you when you watched it. I wish. You <laughs> I okay. wish. Now, um, so, yeah. So, the context is we haven't spoken about it. The first thing I want to ask you, Nick, is what did you know about the film going into it? Before we talk about what our opinions are, because I think this might give some framework about where we're coming. Not a, not a lot. I usually only see one trailer. I like to see one trailer to get kind of like a, a vibe for what it's going to be, but I don't want to watch any of the others. I think I knew Bill Murray was going to be in it because I don't really care for Bill Murray. So I vaguely remember that. Okay. Um, and had it, you heard I that? Mean, Did you see that from a trailer? Or possibly. Pop. Possibly yeah. or people talking about it. Um. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. And then it's like, it's it's going to be, yeah, I think I saw the moment where they, right at the beginning, where they go into it. I think that was in the trailer. So we knew they were going into the quantum realm. Duh. It's called Quantumania. Yeah. Uh, and I knew Kang would be there. But what okay, so, version of Kang and what sort of stuff? We knew he'd be the big bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's in the posters as well. Yeah. So interesting. You mm. actually didn't know that much, did you? No. Okay. Interesting. I... Basically, I was trying to find someone to go with because I was having trouble finding anybody who really wanted to go see this film. Um, I messaged a friend and he said, oh, it, doesn't it suck? And so I, um, I I kind of went online. I read three reviews from reputable sources like 
Den of Geek and like a newspaper mm-hmm. and something left field. I forget what the other one was, but like three things that like are different sort of avenues. And they all kind of said it's good. It's not great. And they were talking not about, great. they were talking about certain aspects of it. And I said, well, okay, let's go see it anyway, because I know that we're going to talk about it on the podcast. And also, um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be spoiled. And that's kind of the reason I didn't really watch too many trailers. Cause I knew no. as much as I wanted to know before going into it, I didn't watch any breakdowns or any sort of speculation beforehand. I kind of just wanted to watch the film and, um, and because people said it wasn't great, I had lower expectations pretty much. And pleasantly surprised or you're like, yeah, it was, it was okay. It wasn't great. I mean, I, I don't. Okay. So speaking about the reviews, the overall vibe I got from the film was it's not one of my favorites. It's definitely not one of the my least favorites either. It's kind of middle ground. I kind of have to put it in context of what the overarching story that they're trying to tell with the MCU. There were parts that worked. There were parts that didn't work. And I don't think that it really... Um, I, okay, I liked it. I thought it was good fun. I thought it was done really well. There were really good parts on it that I'm trying to focus on. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I hated Love and Thunder. I didn't hate it as much as I hated Multiverse of Madness. I would rank it above those two and those kind of are the benchmarks of the, of recent MCU films where people are like, oh, wasn't that good? I think it's better than those two. I don't. Okay. I definitely don't think it's better than Love and Thunder. What's your, I yeah, enjoyed, you did like that one. I enjoyed Love and Thunder a lot more because it was straight after Multiverse of Madness. I was like, this is so fun. This is mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, and I don't know what I expected from this. I don't hate, there's yeah. no anger. I think that's the thing. Unlike Multiverse of Madness, which has anger behind it. And yeah. I think that's the only film that I have where I'm angry at how bad it was. Sure. Even if I don't like The Eternals or Thor 2 or whatever. Like, eh, yeah, they're not offensive to me. Whereas Multiverse of Madness was offensive and how they fucked that up. But I'm not offended <laughs> yeah. by it. And like, I'm not angry, despite my tone. I'm not angry about Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp Quantumania. This is just my natural bitch tone. I was going to um, say natural bitch tone. No, you got you beat me to it. It's fine. Yeah. Resting bitch tone. Eternals. I kind yeah. of, I don't know how I would rank it with Eternals. I think it probably on par in my head. I, don't, I can't think of, I mean, they're just different films, I suppose. Um, I, my kind of thing is like, would you, would you go and watch it again? I will watch it again on Disney Plus, <laughs> but the only because the what the screen that I went to was particularly dark. I know that was um, one of the things that the reviews that I read beforehand really lauded was the great visuals. Except for one of them was like, "Oh, this, this can't help but see the green screen." And I'm like, "Well, it's a quantum universe I, kind of thing." I, I get, I do get that criticism. It's it's not so much a criticism. Well, for me anyway, it's, I don't think it's a criticism of the film or the VFX. It feels like. Let's just get straight into it. Yeah, um, go for it. Because I thought, or traditionally, or the plans were to kind of have this separation of MCU films. You have the galactic space bonkers fun stuff, and you have the more grounded street, you know, crime fighting, that sort street of stuff. Street level kind of people, yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I was like, street fighter. No, that's wrong. <laughs> um but whether it's because they are changing their plans or COVID or shit happens, we've had like all cosmic ones constantly. Okay. You're and talking I'm about just the tired films. Tired of it. Yeah, you know, and we're going to have Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy next and then the Marvels. It's like, 
Quantumania, okay. Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. What's before that? Eternals, for God's sake, you know, everything I mean, last, is... Even even the street-level Spider-Man film was what had, like... It was cosmic-y, multiverse. multiverse. Yeah. And I know multiverse is their big plan to build up to Secret Wars, but it just feels... It, it feels too... I was about to say it feels too comic booky, or that's so stupid, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It feels all CGI, all stuff i miss you know where's the wind give me a winter soldier oh cgi all the time well you're gonna have to wait for the for the falcon (laughs) film for that one Uh, which is what they've just started filming it i can't really keep track of yeah it just feels like i hate to say but i feel like i'm getting fatigue of it all it's like okay so you were disappointed uh, in the sort of scope of the film yeah yeah, I feel like I know the whole point was probably just to kind of introduce, well, not introduce, he was introduced in Loki, but like get yeah. carrying up on the big screen. Yeah. That's the point. And I will say they nailed it. Well, I think he fucking nailed Kang. The Best actor, part. yeah. Jonathan Majors? Majors. Yeah. Majors. We share, we share very similar names, so... Kind of oh. brethren. Jonathan. <laughs> just the, it's just the M, and the M and the A and the last name, M-A. We both have names that start with M-A and contain an R. So we're like sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Sister wives. Basically sister. So yeah, totally agree with you. I think Kang was great. I think the actor is fantastic. Oh, I think they God. did him really well. Um, I thought he was... He was played very well. He played so well. He like held every, you know all my attention every single scene he had it was i thought he was charismatic foreboding but not kooky you know which is a very easy mm-hmm. line to kind of go across if you're like we have to be scared yeah. of this guy you know the way thanos did yeah. it's like you could have fucked that up because he's a giant purple guy but he was always yeah intimidating and foreboding and i think he did grounded that. i think he did it really well menacing but mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. zany and i have total faith that he could like carry a whole film so excellent yeah i agree i think a lot i mean a lot of credit goes to the actor but also a, a lot of credit goes to the writers as well because they wrote him very clearly as a clear villain like he wasn't sort of um his 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 motives his intentions were very clear like he, we knew what he wanted we knew how he was going to get it and there was no um there was no sort of doubt about that and in terms of storytelling that's really good and the thing is like we even if we don't agree with him as a as a villain, we understand why he was doing what he's doing, and you know we understand his ruthlessness. He's going to do it at any expense, you know. Um, so I think that's probably one of the reasons he really worked. And I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes. The only time he went a bit kooky was in the, actually in the end credits. Post credits, when I was, I was, it was like, a bit cringe. Like this is verging on this. It's bit... <laughs> verging on kooky. It, and yeah. I just put myself in his shoes. I'm like. All right, all right, Jonathan. We're gonna um, we're not gonna do the same character, but completely different. We're gonna same character, but you're now an Egyptian god. Okay, or now yeah. Now you're from the future, and you have a different accent, and now you're like a scroll or whatever. I know he had to make them very distinct, and they're the three that are in the comics, and that's the kind of the way he had to do it. But it, yeah, the, uh, what those three other ones that are yeah, like the, the head different of the versions. Council of Kings or whatever. Yeah, the Council of mm, Rings okay. stole it from that. Um, mm. That's a good point because what the writer was um, a guy. I yes, his name mm. Jeff Loveness. Man. Jeff Loveness. You're, that's right. His name is Jeff Loveness. Well done. You got that right. Um, proud <laughs> of you. Something right. 
<laughs> to get something right. There definitely wasn't a cut where we sort of moved yeah. along and sort of looked it up and then came back to the recording. Oh. Um, so yeah, it, uh, yeah. So he he did a few uh, a lot of good episodes on Rick and Morty, and so there's a lot of comparisons to Rick and Morty, um, the Council of Ricks, uh, and the, I think the Council of Ricks were based on the Council of Kangs, and now he's doing you know he's Kang's introduction in the MCU as well. So it's unavoidable. Um, I don't mind it really. I, know, I mean, it's just sort Rick of Rick and Morty's a parody of it. That's fine, just because it's more familiar. Yeah, than that's a, a good point. A comic book from the '60s that Jack Kirby drew. I don't expect everyone to know that. True. I I haven't even read it because it would have been a Avengers or Fantastic Four from the '60s. So the other the other comparison that that this film got, and this I'm pretty much basing it on those three reviews that I read. Um, it was compared a lot to Star Wars. Yeah, I, um, I did say that. The second you're in a big desert and you're on a hover thingy, midjiggy thing, I said to my straight parents, it's got a Star Wars vibe, which I didn't hate. Really? Yeah, I said that straight away. Oh, I guess the desert... Yeah. Yeah, the desert bit in the beginning where she gets... Where she, where they, yeah. where she um, acquires the, the ride, whatever. The only Star Wars vibe that I got was when they entered that sort of weird bar with all these weird aliens in Flying it. through the desert. And I thought that was very Star Wars. thing. They're in like rag outfits, so the costumes are the same. When they go to an alien bar and start a fight with a big blob mm-hmm. thing, it's fucking Star Wars. It's the same thing. Just with Michelle fucking Pfeiffer in it this time, baby. <laughs> who, was, who was fine, but Michael Douglas was excellent. Even though he's old as shit, I think they were. I both, think he was excellent. They were both excellent. And considering, like, when you when you think about the the previous two Ant Man films, like you don't think of Michael Douglas. Like he was fine. He was kind of like he was fine. He was in it. It was great. And then suddenly this film, he's like suddenly he's there. Suddenly he is a character that has um, things to do. I suppose True. motivations, etc. Do you think of him? Um, very- I like them both. I think. I think Michelle Pfeiffer was very good as well. She basically um, uh, had a lot more sort of meaningful screen time at the expense of Evangeline Lilly's character, who is Hope. Yeah, that's Hope. I always get Hope and Janet mixed up. I don't feel like she did very much. No, and to introduce Cassie, because obviously I know that, again, they're setting her up for Young Avengers, which I get. Young Avengers, yeah. But I do feel like you're saying it sacrificed. It's when they try and do too much in one film it's got to suffer yeah uh, i wonder if they reduced yeah. how much um hope was in it because evangeline lily was a anti-vaxxer kind of vibe i mean they couldn't exactly do that with shuri yeah. and she was far worse but you know so maybe they were like <laughs> we've got michelle we're paying for michelle pfeiffer let's put her up front yeah let's use she's she yeah she her her cost is her price tag is higher so let's put give her more screen time I mean, good for them. I did like that. To go back to the Star Wars thing, yeah. The vibe, the vibe. I mean, maybe because I'm not a super huge Star Wars nerd, but I did totally get Star Wars vibes in the bar scene when there's all these um, aliens, these strange creatures, and I and I thought to myself while I was watching it, I was like, everything here is brand new again. We're, we're starting with unfamiliar things. And this is kind of what people don't like when they watch Marvel films nowadays because they want to see something that they're used to, but slightly different. Like they want to see Captain America, but in a different sort of angle. Or they want to see Iron Man or there's Thor doing something different, you know? And when you start something like this, which everything is completely new, like they're in the quantum realm. This is completely new. There's like 95% of the film is in the quantum realm. It's like you're asking people to, to, to start again and get to know brand new characters and 
it was just unfamiliar. And that's what people, I think, are, are expecting from Marvel stuff nowadays. They want a bit of familiarity. They have to um, ease people into things like this. And I don't think that the previous two Ant-Man films We're less that. patient. We're less, less willing to wait around for characters to develop and all that kind of stuff because we're so used to knowing everyone. Yeah. Also, we're not going to yeah. go back to the quantum realm. Like That's it. We're done with that now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's highly unlikely. Unless they bring back like characters who were fan favorites or something like that. No, but like, yeah, you make a good point. Like all the ragtag rebellion people, like I don't care about them. <laughs> who the <laughs> fuck were they? I, they're just. I mean, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about the random rebel people and the guy who had no holes and then had a hole and that kind of thing. It was cute. It was fine. It was a it bit. Just feels. Yeah, it was a bit. We've seen it so many times now. It, it does feel a bit. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, because those those people who we want to care about, like when one of them falls in battle, or like if there's no if there's no real reason for us to sort of be drawn into them, then the audience will not care as much. So, for example, the the female leader, which I can't remember her name, oh, I don't know. with my fingers, um, Jemima or something, sure, whatever it is, like. Yeah, she like was so brash and off-putting. There was there wasn't very much. This is not a, the acting was 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 not the problem. It was basically like we why are we going to care about her? We care more about um, Cassie who wants to help them, um, and then we should follow her more. And like then the other people become background characters, which is where they should stay, or like or like clever bits kind of thing. Um, well, that's really sort of <laughs> that's really sort of picking nits, pulling nits, nitpicking. pulling. Nit- nitpicking yeah which is true yeah because at this point like it's it's a good film it's fine i so. i i felt more i felt more emotion at watching one of those um what are they called like just like the 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 live building creatures the creatures that were also buildings you could live inside of yeah and like one of them had fallen and there was another one that was holding it like i was like oh, that's wow. more moving than that's <laughs> than cute. seeing I did you know, feel a bit emotional who speaks when on the floor. Lamp face got shot in the face. That was sad. Like, oh, oh yeah. Feel bad. He looked like the Pixar guy grew up and then got shot in the face. <laughs> oh dear, that was that was a bit sad. And I think because we sympathize with that character more. Lamp face. I, re- we, I we relate much more with lamp, lamp face, face than <laughs> a strong than woman. Jemima. Oh god, <laughs> so problematic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what else did you like? Them, what because... else did we like? I will tell you one thing I did like, and I was surprised, and I didn't like it at first. Go. Was Modok? Go. Okay, let's talk about Modok because I didn't. A, I didn't really like like the CGI of his giant face was stupid, but that was fine because it's Modok. No one expects it to mm-hmm. be anything other than that. <laughs> Spoilers. I really like his death scene. Actually, made me like laugh out loud <laughs> when he was like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I think that was That's when he said, at least I died an Avenger. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It was that was fucking funny. <laughs> Finally. Um oh, I get it. Um I think that, yeah, that was I mean it was stupid and there was no way you were gonna make it look real, so they made it look stupid and then put plastic over it and then he died and it was stupid. So that's great, perfect, done. Yeah. Now we I don't mean, ever have to have Modoc on... again. People can shut the fuck up. 
because no one cares about Modoc until you're like, oh, that's not copy book accurate. It's like, it's fine. So whatever. It's fine. It's a floating a head. Comic with book teeny tiny copy. feet. It was fine. Yeah. That's fine. If you want more Modoc, you could watch the 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 animated show with Pat Oswalt. Which I think would have been Modoc. really good if they were allowed to swear. Can he swear in it? Because if he was like robot chicken style, old Rick and Morty style, that would have been really I funny. I think he does. Okay, maybe I'll I don't do remember, it. but if I, he does, maybe I'll give it a try. Tweet me. He's fun. He's very funny. He's a very funny person anyway, but the show is good. So I think they did that well. Okay. I have no strong feelings, feelings about Modoc. I just think he's a weird character yeah. and they really took a risk. And I think it mostly paid off. I don't think it was, I do think that, I mean, I'm not a CGI expert, but I just, something was unnerving. Whenever you saw him face, face on, no pun intended, but there was just something flat about it. And, but I would have believed if it was like a screen, except when you see him sort of like moving oh, like and there's a, a side you do see a nose yeah. pop out. There is a nose, but when it looks front on, it doesn't look like there's a nose. Anyway, that's a tiny thing that was really weird. But then again, it was dark in my cinema, so maybe no, I'll check I mean, it looks weird. mind when I watch it's, it. It's going to look weird. Also, I think because Darren Cross, who is, who's actually a really good actor, I've seen him in other things as well, and... Mm. Um, he his voice isn't that wide his voice his face isn't that wide yeah, so they had to like widen his face to fit the square of modok's face that kind of fits in with him being crunched and shrunk i suppose in the first one what do you think about ant-man's story arc character arc he starts off in ant-man one as like this thief with a degree in mechanical engineering or whatever it was goes to jail and it's always it's just there about sort of helping out his being there for his daughter which then he's away for five years so he doesn't um do that and then he is in jail again or something like that i forget he goes to jail after civil war or house arrest that's what it was he goes to jail and then he's gone for five years um so he's not there for for cassie a lot and um so his story arc seems to be that he has to learn to let his child take more responsibility and be in danger sometimes. Um, it's definitely a shift in the tone from the first two Ant-Man films. Do you think that came across well? It's... Or what did you think about the, the father-daughter relationship? I don't care. Um, but the tonal <laughs> shift... Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, for, yeah. thanks for tuning okay. in. This has been Incomplete uh, Geeks. <laughs> Um, I think that's a big part of it is the shift in tone. I know you have to change after you've done Endgame, but it's the same thing I was saying before. It's like the first film, I love the first film because it was a heist film. It was a Marvel heist film. Mm -hmm. That's fucking great. And now it's just... It was fun. And obviously weird alien Star Wars thing. Not everything needs to be cosmic and weird. I would have loved a fucking heist. Space heist maybe? I don't know. I mean... I'm not going to say I know what they want to do, but it just feels like it's missing out on an element, having everything be so cosmic and out there. Yeah. Everything is so, so meaningful. Ant-Man was kind of the, kind of the break, the comic relief from the sequence of important, yeah. meaningful films. And then you had like a heist film. And then I think I'm pretty sure <laughs> Should look this up before we start talking. But I'm pretty sure Ant-Man and the Wasp came directly after Infinity War. 
And so it was like, okay, this big massive thing has just sort of depressed us. Now we've got, or maybe it was Captain Marvel was next. I don't know. No, Captain Marvel was But they were both in between. So it was. Okay. So, but they were both in between. Yeah. Um, And they were kind of, Ant-Man and the Wasp was meant to be sort of like a fun thing. Oh no, his suit's broken. It's, he's making, becoming a baby, whatever. Yeah. And then that was fun. Jimmy Woo. Introduced new things. Yeah. And and, um, Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Is it Jimmy? Did you say? Agent Wu? Jimmy Wu. Agent Wu, um, who's great. We see him again. And then fast forward to number three, where it's like, it's almost like Ant-Man, ha- Scott Lang has to grow up and we don't want him to. No, I don't need that. We want to see more fun heists. Where was Luis? Everyone's talking about Luis not being there. That's so much a part of it and i'm sure they would have got criticisms if he was there and he was like okay so like and did the recap again <laughs> but i want that it felt it felt very lacking not to have see it we're expecting see we're, we're expecting things now we have a pattern of peyton reed atman films and the first two have been one way another third one is a is a is a is a change up what's hang on it's a it's a switch hitter what's the oh. i don't know the are you trying a, sports metaphors on a gay geek podcast yes i've got this been, hang on like, there's a baseball term both of our genres <laughs> i don't mean that <laughs> with the, the one person who's listening who's like ah that's oh, a baseball yeah. term um thanks for listening change up switch what's up the baseball term up. i don't like, care you, switch switch hitter anyway the third one was a curveball. Sure. Let's say it, put it that way. And we weren't expecting it. And we were expecting a, a pattern and we didn't have it. In my opinion, that doesn't make it a bad film. I think it was good. I, you know, I told you where I rank it. Um, and I did like it. I, f- I feel like they're kind of trying to make Ant-Man more like uh, like an Avengers, like a film where it's, they're, they're battling a big bad and, nobody sort of cares in about Ant-Man in the same way that they care about Iron Man or, or Captain America. And it's like um, Marvel's trying to put him into that role, which I'm not sure who really fits. We need new characters. I think we need to stop. Apart from the Marvels, I want to see the Marvels. Let me, let me watch the Marvels. Let it be good. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part twos, part threes, part fours. Maybe, maybe we don't need, yeah. you know, 12 years of the same character. You were great. Maybe not. Let's get this. So Thank many characters. Fucking bring the X-Men in. I do oh not yeah, read an Ant-Man 3 when there are hundreds <laughs> of X-Men just not being used. Yeah. No on. mention of mutants in this film either, was it? Oh no, I've stopped. I've stopped expecting that. Yeah. yeah. Um, a mutation happened. Da, 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 da. Although now that like the timeline's all messed up, maybe that's going to be their way in. Uh, I still think my bet, my bet is that they were there all along and they've had some mutant power to make people forget. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Have you been saying? Oh, did I get that idea from you? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved. Yeah, I would have loved the idea that they've been there the whole time, but Professor X was making people forget, and that if he had been snapped. That would have been great. I was like, oh shit. But oh, obviously yeah. they didn't do that. Um I would have loved that. Anyway. They still could. They'll be they know Feige said we know how we're gonna do it now when they're gonna introduce the mutants. But like I'll be fifty fucking two by the time we get one. God. No. I might be a bit old for like the younger ones, but 
It'd be good as Colossus's like psycho brother. I think you'd be quite good because he's like massively tall. Omega Red. No, Mikhail. 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 Such a Mikhail. Russian name. Rasputin. <laughs> no, Mikhail's a very Russian name. No, but that's what I mean. Like, weird. you know, it was Piotr and Mikhail Rasputin. It's like, could you be more? Iliana. Iliana. Oh, Iliana. I'm so sad about it. Well, the thing is, like, if, if it was proper Russian, she'd be Rasputina. Apparently, yes. Rasputina. I heard this on the podcast. I was yeah. like, why does he keep saying Rasputina? I've been reading her since I was 12 years old. She's Rasputin. But I'm guessing it goes female it's for just surname. the way females last names and i had no idea um feels weird yeah or rasputina i don't know if it's pronounced that way anyway um sorry we're but... off track onto the x-men yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't a bad film despite how angry i am i'm so sorry i will try and like be a bit more peppy it was fine i can't get more excited and more praiseworthy than it was fine jonathan majors yeah. brilliant and sexy as fuck I'll I'll take all that. Um, um, let's just let's just get to Kang. Let's just get to Kang. Come on. Do how, okay. Well, how many times do you think we're going to see him before the film with his name in it? Is he going? How often is he going to come back? He, he's going to be in Loki season two in some way. I wonder if there, there's got to be a limit because he'll have a contract of how many films they usually do. Mm-hmm. Like films they're going to be in. Although I thought they said they weren't going to do that anymore because whatever. Um, they can't just what use him just in every like single one because then, then they're paying for him for like, because Sebastian no. Stan got like nine movies he had to do. It's like, fucking hell. It's more than, oh, really? more than Captain America, more than whatever. So that's why he's like, oh, hi, I'm in the end credits. Hi. Cancel the film. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's is a film. Oh. In the TV show, each episode is a film. Oh, a film. Um, yeah. No, they can't, they can't put him in every single one anyway no. because we'd have too much of it. But there's a lot of, like if you think about Thanos' sort of arc, it was he wasn't in every single film. He was just in the end credits for a couple of times, so we knew he was there. Was and then suddenly he was yeah. boom. He was at the end of um Age of Ultron. End credits scene, wasn't he? Yeah, but like but he was actually in Guardians. Right? Did I make that up? You'd have to remind me what scene that was. I don't know. That was when they went to anyway. Somebody will tell us. Somebody will correct us. Someone will tell us. Are there any other characters we want to talk about? We talked about Kang. We love him. Um, Hank and Janet. We love them. I do love them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott didn't really. I think. It, I think what you said before is a very good point. How we don't. We're probably not going to ever go back to the quantum realm. Yeah. We probably won't. It's all those people who we like. Bye. We watch die and battle this big thing. Like they're gone. The the, the giant ants are gone. <laughs> I do think that the film was fun, though. It definitely, it was like, it wasn't as, it wasn't even fun in the same way as, like, Love and Thunder. Was do we like, want that anymore? Fun. Well, apparently, I don't know. You, I don't know. Do we? Because. We want a heist fun. I don't know. I don't know. No fun. Because it didn't land. Love and Thunder didn't really land. Will Guardians land? Like, you know, it's going to be, oh, it's a James Gunn mm. film. It's like, oh my God, another one? Like it's going to be very much the same style. Do we want zany then? That sort of stuff. I don't know. Well, maybe we want okay. something a little bit meatier. Maybe. The reason WandaVision was so fucking brilliant was it was also depressing as fuck. Like, yeah, maybe we it want... Had a, had a, 
something that speaks to like, oh shit, life is difficult and shit rather than escapism. I don't no. know. I'm just, I'm wondering why it doesn't resonate with me the way it used to. I know Endgame changed everything and our expectations are way too high now and I, I can't quite lower them. Well, I think the difference is, is that after Endgame, there was this, there was like a big event that changed the life of the characters. And so the sort of the, the grief that dealing with that trauma that we can connect with, even though we don't, we didn't experience the blip, you know, but they, um, they did it, but watching them sort of deal with that. And that's much more interesting than sort of pretending it didn't happen or pretending it's like, you know, trying to make a comedic effect out of it. It's um the whole phase four was just basically them uh, picking up the pieces and kind of learning how to move on from that. So you had obviously Wanda who had a big, sort of arc in one division that was just thrown out the window from multiverse of menace. And then like Spider-Man was, was dealing with his sort of loss of his mentor. And then you had, I feel like we've talked about this before, but like every single person, every single thing in phase four was all, was all about this sort of dealing with it. Yeah. You're right. And now we're, now we're done with that. Yeah. You're right. Um, Maybe I'm just miserable. It could just be, it could very well just be that. I'm just, you probably are miserable. And And (laughs) yeah. Resting miserable face. And um, maybe you need more phase four material. Go no. back and watch like I don't know, one division again. No, I can't watch that again. Not often not after knowing the multiverse of madness stuff. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. Question. Let's speculate. Okay. Let us speculate. I'm watching the end. Because this is Ant Man's third film, I was like he might die. Someone should have died. He might die. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like someone any, was going to die. What if Hank had died? That would have been good. He would have acted the crap out of that. That would have been good. I don't know. Or Michelle, Jan dying. Any of them would have been good. Hope, kill her off. Any of them. <laughs> kill her off. Clearly I'm in a very, like shitty mood and I want I don't know. I don't know what kind of impact it would have had if, if one of the sort of not main characters would have died. But I think that, um, like, especially like the the, ba- the battles were great. I thought the battles were great um, because they weren't sort of just sort of action flashing back and forth. Like they were there. They were interesting. You could follow them and then they were done. Um, and I'm accounting like most of the battle at the beginning where King's forces see the outlaws. And I'm counting like little the bar sort of sprat sprat um that they had spat yes spat um and then also at the end when they fight kang and i thought it was really good and i thought okay there's actually stakes here even though we're in the quantum realm the stakes are with the characters not for like this grand well they actually no i take it back they are kind of our i thought when we're told that they're grand because if he gets out you know i thought when hope came back to help and then the portal closed and they stopped him i thought that they were going to be stuck in the quantum realm well, that would have been yes. great. Yes. That would have been consequences exactly. to their actions. Like, exactly. Shit. It's a shit, but I did it because it's the right thing because I love you. And it's like, oh, that would have been good. And then the portal opens up and they go home, tra yeah. la and he's doing a voiceover. I'm like, what? It's a shame. Yes, I, that, that lost me. Like, mm, okay. Stop making things totally happy. Agree. We don't want happy. Anymore. I thought that, I thought, okay, this is, yeah, like you said, consequences. If you go back to, if you just hit a reset button on that, no, we're all dead. We can't sort of watch the film and think, oh no, Kang's out now or something's going to happen because that's nebulous. That's not happening. If we see that, you know, Hope and Scott. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> which one is like, yeah, yeah, Paul, right. Yeah. 
Paul, Paul and Evangeline are stuck in the quantum realm. Like that would be, be good. their sacrifice. Would have taken the character somewhere interesting, taken them somewhere else. Yes. And Cassie would have been left by herself to take on her father's exactly. mantle. Why the fuck didn't they do this? That exactly. makes so much more sense. <laughs> Because because Paul Ru- excuse me Scott Lang's character arc was like wanted to be there for his daughter and now he's done the sacrifice and now Hope is there as well they're stuck there that would have been great I read somewhere that that was the original ending that makes so much more sense and then, yeah like the the portal could only let so many people through for example or well they had to blow up the portal to stop Ken going out that's a very simple sacrifice yeah, but they and didn't, she did it that would have been a good ending they did yes yeah. but like the people who made it through they didn't know like scott didn't come through so like who's coming through yeah. now we don't know something's gonna something's happening that would have been good. but only one more person can get through the portal there's only one it can only handle one more thing anyway and then but they did Ca- the cassie's reactivating the portal was a was a really shitty deus ex machina that was just like oh no we can fix it again. that's gonna be a problem with everything now because of the multiverse there's no mm-hmm. consequences to anything because there's another universe where this didn't happen you know yeah i hope i really hope that the rumors are true that they are now not gonna bring tony back because they kept saying that they were gonna bring him a back rumor? and and captain america and steve no. You, you can't, guys. We've got to have some fucking consequences. It has to have yes. meaning. Because if you multiverse it, and every time we're waiting for them to jump to another reality where Robert Downey's there just hanging out, it's like, we, we need to move on. There are different characters. Yeah. It, it just shits on the storm. Yeah. There's different characters. And if you sort of, if you put us through the emotional roller coaster of somebody dying and then bring them back to life then it means nothing if you tell a story where there are no consequences that story has no meaning this is what happens with a lot of um tv shows where like characters will die and then they bring it back you know oh it wasn't really dead i don't like resurrections in that way because it it robs the viewer of feeling that emotional impact i know they do that a lot in happens comics. with i know they have to do that a lot because they've been going for 60 years it's the x-men's 60th anniversary next month apparently there's a god they're old i know so people die and come they're back like for dramatic episodes, blah 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 but these are films like mm-hmm. we don't need to keep bringing them back yeah i think but that's always a kind of criticism isn't it of mcu films is the villains the stakes you know no one really feels the threat levels or anything like that and to now be able to snap to a different timeline and there's some yeah. you know wanda's fine so let's bring stakes. wanda back although let's bring wanda back no. Please let's bring Wanda back. Let's let's fix that fucking <laughs> shit and bring Wanda back. Let's fix it. Um, stakes and consequences. I think those are the important things. I feel like the stakes were okay in this film. Consequences. Yes, it would no. have been. They, yeah, because they were. Yeah, and they don't know that there's a council of the kings. So no. But also, in the very and the reason the when you okay, first of all, from a narrative perspective. It's shitty that he's talking to himself at the end because in the beginning, you could actually, that happens a lot in MCU films where there's a character narrating and then it transit, you see like a montage of people or clips or events or whatever. And then you, then as the character is narrating, you, you go, you, you open on him or her and that character is actually reading something to a character or is like telling a story like Korg does it in Love and Thunder or a couple of times. So that's how they get away with narration. Because it kind of is a cheap tool to tell a story as narr- a narrator. Then at the it's end, he's just narrating. It doesn't it doesn't fit. 
No, I don't like it. Anyway, that's just a nitpicking sort of thing. we didn't hate it, but we it did. does sound <laughs> like it. We did hate the film. Um, I, I just have, you know, I have critiques for it because I would have done it better, even though I'm not a filmmaker. Oh, so God. that's that's my turn, the shit show. Um. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really good. His self-doubt was really good at the end. That's what I wanted to say, that he when he's like, oh, my God, did I just kill everybody? The menacing panic. Yeah. Yeah. I still would have preferred him to be stuck, but yeah, 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 yeah. It needs yes. to be more. Yeah, yeah, we need threat. We need scary, and it needs to build up. Consequences, which we won't get. Um, anytime. What's soon. What's next for the future of the MCU? Then Guardians Three, both in terms of. Okay, that's the next film. Yeah, May. I think. Is there a TV show before that? Yes, Secret when Invasion. Is Secret Invasion, oh, which perfect. is annoying. Are we still gonna? Because I yes, we will. Because I love that story so much, and I think it's so fucking good. It's going to be completely forgotten and overshadowed because of the whole Kang, Kang, and Secret Wars are so big to shove Secret Invasion as a six episode whatever television show. I feel it's mm-hmm. no one is not going to affect anyone outside of the TV show. Where is it? Could I don't know. So I do have. That could be your that. street level thing. I would love, but it, they're aliens in space, so not really. But also, Olivia Coleman's in it. Well, and Amelia Clark. She's great. Yeah. <gasps> um, <sighs> what? <laughs> you like her then? <laughs> I'm very excited for that. It better be good. It will be good. It will be good. And if you're, if you're listening to this, we will review every single episode because there's only six, right? I can't commit to anymore. I think six. it's six. six. I think we're fine to commit to six. Okay, yeah, we're going to do... Good, I can do six. On the, e- on the evening, episode. on the night reactions, mm-hmm. short ones, um, and try and get them out straight away. L- little to no editing. It's going to be lots of uhs <laughs> and, and tea drinking. Uh, <coughs> and squeaky chairs. Yeah, squeaky oh, chairs do that. and all that kind of thing. Um, we should learn. We're experts by now. We should know. Lots of typing. Yes. No, not really. Um, so yes, I'm so, I'm so excited for that one, but also high expectations. So I'm trying I'm trying my best not to. I think I don't know what to expect with it, but I do expect a lot. That's exactly where they want you to be. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, that that one. Then Guardians. I'll make a prediction right now. Oh. James Rhodes is a scroll, and okay. he has been for a long time. Okay. I just, I just feel it. I just sense that, he, like his, the way he's not even in the suit anymore. He's, well, of course, he probably doesn't want to be after he broke his back. But well, he didn't break his back. But you know what I mean. Um, something's off about him. Also, he looked different in the first hour Iron Man film. He was younger. What can I say? <laughs> it was a hell of a lot younger. He was a different actor. <laughs> oh, in the first, in the first film, he looks very different. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. It's like, um, you know wouldn't it be that? funny if okay. they did that? <laughs> Shapeshift would. Let's bring back Terrence Howard to play the scroll version. Anyway, um, um, so that's next. What's next for Kang? Because Kang will return. It didn't say when, say. Did it? it just said Kang will return. Correct, yeah. I don't know. In Loki version uh, season two? I guess so. That'll be the- In the post credits scene, here's a theory. In the post-credits scene, when you see Victor Timely, never heard of him. Apparently, I looked him up. Victor Timely from Timely, Wisconsin. Shut up. Because Marvel Comics used to be called Timely Comics before it was bought out. 
Oh, really? But they keep mentioning Timely, Wisconsin, which is not huh. a real town, I believe. But um, that's where apparently Victor Timely is from. Anyway, is some a theory that is the Kang who was defeated by Ant-Man in this film, who didn't die when he was sucked into the energy thingy, whatever. He was just blasted to... Wisconsin. The 1920s or God help us all. <laughs> Wisconsin. Oh. Can you see I'm wearing my Bucky Badger t-shirt? Is that a Wisconsin thing? Yeah, the W on his jersey, that means Wisconsin cool. is like university, college sports. College sports! He was, he was throwing pitches, you expect a pattern, and on the third one, they threw, uh, They gave, we gave him a... Alright, enough uh, of this sports crap. Switch up. Oh, I figure it Let's out. wrap this up. I'll text you in the middle of the night like, oh yes, it's a... Okay. Um, but yes, so that's our take on Ant-Man. Uh, if you liked it and you want to say something about it that we didn't talk about, you can email us at incompletegeekspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram. The tag, the username for both of those is at incompletegeeks. And uh, we, we post stuff as often as we can. We want to hear from you. We enjoy doing this because um, we, we enjoy learning about new things because um, we get a lot wrong. We're sorry if we get anything wrong. We're enjoying what we're doing and uh, we learn all the time because as much as we like to be, we are not complete geeks. But we are working on it. Yes, we are. That was a long one. <laughs> no, so should I do it all again? <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I need like, a script to something. you. We've done it enough. That's fine. I'll just cut it short. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.